And since we have Ellington, Professor Porter on the organ, I just want to sing this. Love lifting me. Love lifting me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Oh, love lifted me. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Now you sing this. Love, come on. Lifted me. I'm going to say that again. And when nothing else could help. You say, love lifted oh me. When nothing else could help. One more time. Love lifted. Now come on and shabak the Lord. Come on. Lift up the name of Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be adored. Our God is worthy. Our God is Worthy. See, in, in the context, you may be seated. In the context, uh, excuse me, Lord, help me. In the context that I grew up in, uh, to minimize the nerves and to set the atmosphere, you see. And so every once in a while, um, because I do hold the position of dean of multicultural engagement, I'm going to engage you in a multicultural experience. <laughs> My daddy would say, now I'm free indeed. Now I'm free indeed. When nothing else could help. I feel my help coming. Now <laughs> I'm free indeed. Oh, now I'm free indeed. Now I'm free indeed when nothing else could help. What? Love. Come on, great choir. Lifted me. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, let, let, me, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Worship Live started it, so it's on, it's on Worship Live. Paul says this in Ephesians 6.10. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I'm going to say that again. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his his mites. His name was Thomas Anderson. 
He was just an ordinary computer programmer and occasional computer hacker. He was an ordinary man. But one day he got exposed to another realm. Now, while working on uh, his computer, he discovered that there was a reality beyond that which he was accustomed to. He got transported in this other realm where he met a man named Morpheus. Yeah. (laughs) And Morpheus gave him a proposition. Let's check it out. So here's Thomas. He took the pill and would uh, make his life no longer the same. He would not live a boring life anymore. After choosing the pill of the new realm, he no longer got up every day to the same old life. He got up and entered the matrix. When we uh, uh, take the pill, if you were, When we gave our lives to Jesus, Jesus invited us to something. It it wasn't the matrix. It was a new realm. It was the realm of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the deal. In order to keep the agents of evil from dominating and taking over uh, over humanity, You have been called to something bigger. If you don't experience that new realm, if you are satisfied being a Thomas when God has made you to be a Neo, you will not experience all that you were designed to experience. So the question is, which pill will you choose? Will you be satisfied with ordinary living? Will you choose regular existence or will you choose to go into another realm? The supernatural realm. If you don't remember anything that I say, anything that I say, remember this. God wants us to engage in supernatural battle. I'm going to say that again. God wants us to engage in supernatural battle. Now, in order for us to understand how to engage effectively, we must know some things. The first thing we must know is we must know the grounds or the environments that we're fighting on as Christians. Now, before I jump into this text, I hear some folks talking. I know you don't come out of the same context that I come out of. And so it's so easy for us to do this. But let me talk to some folks who who come from my context, the Pentecostal side. Now, now, as we preach this morning, what I'm not trying to do is tell you that the devil is everywhere doing everything. 
You failed that class because you didn't turn in that assignment. It wasn't the devil. It wasn't, it wasn't the devil. It wasn't the devil. Now, if you need help, if you need help, come rock with me. I can push you over to student success, and they will help you, okay? Now, I know that you love that person, and you thought that they would be your boo. But it ain't the devil that caused you all not to get together. You all just weren't compatible. It's okay. Everything is not the devil. Yet this text, there's a tension here because this text tells us that we have an enemy of our souls who wants nothing more for us than to live a defeated and deflated life. And that's why we must know our grounds. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his his might. Paul literally says, listen, church, strengthen yourself in Christ himself. The text tells us that we are in battle, but the battle doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. And so therefore, we must engage the strength of God. How many folks need some strength this morning? I know for the past few days, we've been shouting, we've been dancing, we've been singing, we've been speaking in tongues and all of that. We've been lifting up our holy hands. We've been doing everything. God has been working by his power. But the question is, what will we do when the music stops? When you roll into your room and you want to roll out because your roommate is working your nerves, you are going to need some strength. You all better help me this morning. When you are in the classroom and your assignment is due and you don't know what to do because you've been hanging out far too long, you are going to need some strength. Now, when someone says something to you sideways, the Lord knows you want to say something right back to them. You are going to need the strength of the Lord to hold your mouth. He is literally saying you are engaged in a battle whether you like it or not. So therefore... Put on the whole armor of God. Now, the reason why we put on the whole armor of God, because victory is already secured. So let me say it this way. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Uh, Let me say this on this side. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Victory is ours. So Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the schemes. There are strategies and tactics of the evil one. The evil one is trying to, uh, I'll say it like this. I play basketball. I'm washed up now though. I used to play. Now I'm washed up. But anyway, Uh, This is what would happen. My coach would uh, bring us into uh, the locker room and he would show us a game plan. He would have a strategy and tactics, plays, as it were. Number five, he can drive strong right, but he can't do well 
going left. Uh, number 10 is only going to stay uh, in, in the post. In other words, he's just going to stay by the basket. Don't worry about him on the outside. He really can't shoot. Number, number 25, now that's the shooter right there. Make sure you get a hand up before your eyes uh, get watered on. But it, make sure you get a hand up. Now, number 28, that's the defensive specialist. You better go hard on him on the offensive side. And you see, that's what the enemy does. He, he has these tactics and schemes and strategies trying to defeat us. But here's the thing. He can't. He can't defeat us because victory belongs to us. <laughs> so then Paul says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, you are not my enemy. Would you do me a favor? Look at the person next to you if they're okay with that and just tell them you're not my enemy. You're not my enemy. You're not my enemy. No, 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 no. You are not. I, I think I could end it right there. You are not my enemy. We are on the same team. We are a part of the kingdom of God. I don't care if you are of a chocolate hue or a vanilla hue. I don't care if you are of a yellow hue or a brown hue. You are on my team. We are children of God. We run on the same team. We work this thing together. We will not let the enemy divide us. We will not let that happen. We will not let that happen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hmm. But here's who we wrestle against. Against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This epistle tells us that we have a formidable foe that's not merely human, but supernatural. Therefore, when we engage we must engage with the spirit of the living God. But not only should you know, one, your grounds, your environment. You should also know your gear. Yes, you should. <laughs> Listen to what Paul says. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Why? that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand firm. When the battle is hot, stand firm. 14, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Everyone say truth. If there ever was a day where we need the truth of God, it's now. To combat the lies of the evil one, we need the truth of God. And then put on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness stands for uprightness and integrity of character. And then... The word says, and shoes for your feet. Now, I, I was talking to Dr. Leibniz earlier. I, I love some shoes, y'all. I love some shoes. Now, I don't have the budget for the shoes that I love, but I do love shoes. There's something powerful about shoes. When someone steps on my shoes, you don't want no problems, but no problems with me. Listen, don't step on my shoes. 
news. I don't know how I got there, but anyway, the apostle Paul says, put on shoes, put on the gospel of peace. But then in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Now I have to get this right. I have to get this right now. I, I love this. Uh, I was talking to Chris Joseph and he made me aware of this, this thing called a testudo formation. Hope I said that right. Testudo formation. Now here, here's the deal. Paul says, Paul says, watch this. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts. Now check this out. In the Testudo formation, the men would align their shields to form a pack formation covered with shields on the front and top. Now, the first row of men, possibly excluding the men on the flanks, would hold their shields from about uh, the height of their shins to their eyes so as to cover the formation's front. The shields would be held in such a way that they presented a shield wall to all sides. The men in the back ranks would place their shields over their heads to protect the formation from above, balancing the shields on their helmets, overlapping them if necessary. The legionaries on the sides in the rear of the formation could stand sideways or backwards with shields held as the front row so as to protect right the formation's side and rear. This reduced the speed and mobility of the formation, but offered consistent defensive strength against opposing infantry and excellent protection against arrows and other missile attacks. So when Paul says to take up the shield of faith, he is not only saying that you can extinguish all the darts, but he is saying, y'all. Uh, he's saying, y'all can extinguish the flaming darts. That's why we come to chapel. You see, we don't come to chapel because oh, I have to come to chapel. We come to chapel because we get to come to chapel. And when we come to chapel, check this out. Not only do you hear amazing speakers, not only will you get amazing worship, but when you come to chapel, you bring your gifts, your talents, your prayers, your worship, and you literally protect your brother, your sister, your friend from the onslaught and the darts of the devil. Put up that shield. Put up that shield. And then take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Paul tells us that our foe is formidable and supernatural. But because we are in a supernatural battle, we have to put on the right gear by putting on the whole armor of God. So when we battle, we battle, first of all, we must understand our grounds. We must also put on our gear. But then lastly, we must be on guard in prayer. Listen to what the text says. Praying at all times in the spirit. With all prayer and supplication. And then also, Paul says, pray for me. Why, Paul? That words may be given 
to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Worship Live, you can come up. That I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Paul is stressing to the church the importance of prayer. More specifically, Paul is asking the church to pray for him. It reminds me of a song by uh, Hezekiah Walker. Uh, We used to sing it all the time uh, in my church. It, It goes a little something like this. I'll pray for you and you pray for me and then watch God change things. I'm going to say I'm going to say that again because I felt that in my Shondo. I, 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 I pray. I, I pray for you. And, and then you, you pray for me. And then watch, watch what happens. God begins to change some things. So, so, so when, when Paul, when Paul asked for us to pray or for the church of Ephesus to pray, He understood that when we pray, we move all of heaven and earth. That's why every Friday we'll pray. We'll take time to pray and fast. And President Hagan will lead us in that because we understand as a community that prayer is important. God wants us to engage in a supernatural battle. Now, you might be feeling overwhelmed right now because you're like, ah, Josh, I don't know, man. Like, you're talking about understanding grounds, dude, putting on some gear, like, really? Being on guard in prayer? You're talking about an evil one, the devil? You kick this thing off like that? I'm overwhelmed, Joshua. I hear you. Can I tell you a story? You probably heard it before. A little boy one day, he, uh, he uh, was trying to pick up a rock. And little boy said, Dad, 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 it's, it's too heavy. Dad said, Son, son you're good. You, you got this. Don't, don't worry about it. You got it. Boy got mad, strained, tried to pick up the rock. He said, Dad, oh, my God, it's too heavy. Father insisted, son, you can do it. You got it, man. You're good. You got it. Dad, I'm trying. But it's too heavy. Dad said, son, you're not using all your strength. Son got mad. He was a little bit disrespectful. My daddy would have. Anyway, um, <laughs> love you, daddy, if you're watching. Dad, dad, why, why do you keep saying I'm... I'm not using all my strength. I told you it was too heavy. Dad said, son, I know you're not using all your strength because you haven't asked me for help yet. You haven't asked me for help yet. COVID has rocked us. Racialized tension and violence has rocked us. Families are being attacked like never before. Um, 
it feels like there's so much going on in our world. But, but here's what I love about God. That as we engage in battle, he gives us the ability to do it well. In other words, I'll say it like this. God never commands what he doesn't empower. If he told you to engage, even though, man, COVID is getting on my nerves. I can't, I can't seem to sustain any energy or strength. Ask daddy for help. Man, I, I feel so isolated because of who I am, maybe because of the color of my skin or maybe because I don't fit in the in crowd or maybe because I'm not shouting and dancing, maybe because I don't feel like I fit. Uh, ask daddy for help. M maybe your family, loved ones, I don't know, they're, they're going through a tough time right now and you feel like, man, this supernatural battle is overwhelming me. Can I encourage you to ask daddy for help because here's the thing when we ask daddy for help when we pray when we seek the heart of God what happens is God begins to move God begins to move so therefore in this supernatural battle we must understand our grounds we must know our gear and we must understand that we are on guard in prayer. And when we pray, the Lord responds to us. Can we stand right there? And can we lift up our hands as we, as we begin this new year? Hmm. Actually, can you lift up your voice to the Lord? Come on, just for a few few seconds. We, we lift you up. We lift you up, God. We lift you up, God. You, we lift you up, God. We, we understand the environment. We put on our gear, Father. We know that we're on guard in prayer, Father. Mm, come on, Lord, we lift you. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you, God. Uh, so, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you have called us for such a time as this as a community. You've called us to be a part of this supernatural battle. Father, I pray that you would help us to understand our grounds. Help us to put on our gear every single day. And then, Father, we ask that you would help us to pray, hmm, to pray for one another, to pray for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we would pray that you would help us to pray for our city, pray for our community. Help us to pray. Help us to seek you. Thank you for the time that we have together today to pray, to seek your heart, to respond to you to hear from you. Thank you that you're going to speak. Thank you that you're going to unlock destiny and purpose. Thank you that you're already working. 
Thank you that you're already moving. Thank you that you're already healing. Thank you that you're already filling students, staff, faculty with your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're doing a work right now. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for revival. We, we feel it. We feel it. We feel your presence. We feel your very presence. We honor your presence today. And we ask God that you would have your way during our time together. We know that you're going to do some amazing things. So we love you today. We bless you today and honor you today in Jesus' mighty, matchless, powerful name. Amen. Pastor Josh. Thank you, Josh.